0: Alright guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host Blake Level with me as always, my co-host Dylan Reagan back here to officially make our picks for the 2023 NFL, is this a is super wild card weekend Dylan, is that how it's phrased? Um, they're really getting that super in everywhere, aren't they? Um, to let you know the Super Bowl is just around the corner, but it is I suppose super wild card weekend and uh, a lot of interesting matchups as we sort of teased and alluded to in our previous episode but now Dylan comes to the point where we have to make our picks and um, as we were discussing beforehand I think we made some decent picks last year in the playoffs um if you if we go back to the beginning of the season I think our what my Super Bowl pick is somehow still in play when about a month ago I said there's no chance that either of these teams are going to be in play when the playoffs playoffs get here perhaps somehow they're both still in and yours you pick the bills to win is that right
1: yep had the bills winning against the against the 5 packers? and 12 rams oh it was the rams <laughs> that's
0: right I, I couldn't remember if it was the packers or the rams like well either way it's not gonna happen probably no. but your your winning team is still in play and i think you have a really good chance to secure that one so uh, more more so than me as we'll get to here in a second but Um, Yeah, so that's kind of where things stand heading into it, and we'll kind of joke about that a little more when I talk about my two teams. But um, as always, what we will do is we'll go through our game of the week, which it's the playoffs, right? We're going to tell you why we think this is the game of the week, which you could pick a lot of these. But uh, our betting locks, our upsets, and then our our quick picks, which is only going to (laughs) include one. And as you'll see when we get to it, there's a reason why this will be probably a pretty quick pick based on the matchup and the actual line heading into it. But all right, Dylan, we start with our game of the week. And again, you and I during the season, I think we usually pick the most high profile matchup, uh, you know, that makes sense. I think in this instance, what do we find the most intriguing of the playoff matchups? And we kind of talked about this in the previous episode. We're like, don't be surprised if like, this may actually be the, the most intriguing, perhaps one of the better games of the week. And that is the chargers um, heading to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Chargers are two point favorites in this one, my Super Bowl pick of the Chargers. Now, Super Bowl representative from the AFC, not my pick to win it all. We'll get to them in a minute. But I did have the Chargers in the Super Bowl somehow. And here they are uh, as two-point favorites on the road against the Jags. But as for me, uh, I'll quickly get my pick out of the way. Uh, It's time to eliminate one of my Super Bowl teams because even though they're the favorite here, I'm going to pick the Jags to win this game. You and I talked about it. You know, Jags certainly didn't look great against the Titans uh, but, man, this is a team that has just found a way to win a lot of games here recently, and it hasn't always been pretty. Uh, but I really just like the way some of this sets up for the Jags. We talked about kind of the home atmosphere, too, there. I mean, that place is going to be rocking a home playoff game. Um, they've got a lot of confidence right now. I feel like – honestly, then I hate to say this, right, because you, you've kind of been the person that's pushed this before. This feels like one of those Chargers games to me where, you know, they come in – you feel like maybe they're the better team here, but I mean you're going cross country, you're you know, I don't know, like I don't know why. I think honestly I think the Chargers are the better team. But I just I feel like this is one of those games where we can <laughs> Jags have all the momentum, Chargers come in, Jags maybe find a way. Um I, I'm just gonna go with my gut all these are gut picks here. And even though I have the Chargers in the Super Bowl to start the season, I just I think I'm gonna pick the Jags here. So
1: yeah, I don't blame you. I had obviously there's reasons this is the game of the week here in terms of what we're intrigued by, but also just it was the toughest pick I think for me to make on this whole list, in terms of the Chargers are so unpredictable. They do not consistently. We just saw. I mean, they didn't have anything to play for after Baltimore lost in the morning slate in Week 18. But you know, just the fluctuation of their performance. Although in the second half of the year, their their pass defense has been much better. Um, I you know as much as some Charger fans seem to be. Rooting for the Titans to beat the the Jags and kind of wanted that matchup instead. I don't know if that was uh, in terms of personnel and like the way these teams play. If that was uh, the best option in terms of how they still struggle to defend the run, they've addressed it somewhat. But really, the strength of this team is in the secondary. When they've played played passing offense, uh, teams that kind of rely on passing the ball, which I would put Jacksonville with some of their rankings DVO, DVOA wise in that category. It seems like a better matchup for them. They, um, on offense, we, you know, the Jags, 20th in rush offense, DVOA, sixth in pass offense. Whereas you look at the defense for the Chargers, they just are, they're 30th against the run, but they're in the top 10 against the pass. It's like, it, it just, it lines up. And I said this kind of going into their matchup earlier this season. And if you remember correctly, the Jags won 38 to 10 at SoFi. So I'm very concerned about my pick. I'm going with the Chargers. Um, maybe I'm still just leaning into that belief of the matchup being a little better indication of what the chargers are now. Um, I think their past defense again has been in the top, uh, two or three in basically every major EPA per play category in the last like eight, uh, so basically since week 12, the last seven weeks. Um, it's, yeah, there's something about the home field that scares me, but it almost feels like that reverse, uh, psychology for me with the Chargers, where now that I'm not expecting them to do something, they are going to play better. It's kind of like goes back that way. Um, I think they're going to come out. I think Herbert's going to have a great game. It's not, you know, the Jags' defense uh, did some good things against the Titans, but the Titans, as as good as Dobbs looked, are not a team that relies on throwing the ball, as we know. And Jacksonville's defense is 30th against the pass in DVOA. I just don't know if their defense can stand up, especially if Mike Williams is fine. Obviously, as we talked about in the last episode, him playing and that whole thing with the Chargers. Oh gosh! Um, hopefully he's healthy enough to go because with all their weapons, I just think maybe they have a slight edge here. But there's a reason this is our game of the week. It's it's probably the game that's going to come right down to the wire and playoff debuts for both Herbert and Lawrence. It's just a lot of fun to think about what these guys are going to do for a long time and uh, should be yeah on Saturday night potentially the best game of the weekend.
0: All right, well there's an interesting stat here, Dylan. I've got pulled up um, before we go into the next game. The Chargers via covers. Okay, here's I always find some interesting trends here. So if you're looking at Different betting trends and such—you can find them anywhere. But uh, here is an interesting number I found: Chargers are five and zero against the spread in their last five games in Jacksonville. <laughs> They're nine and one against the spread in the last ten meetings between these two teams. Um, and the favorite is eight and three against the spread in the last eleven meetings. So, I don't know. Maybe my maybe I should go <laughs> with the Chargers here to move them towards the Super Bowl. Statistically, there are some areas, as you said, Chargers seem to have an advantage. But oh man, this is just a very Interesting setup, and that's why I think we picked the right one as the game of the week. I think this will be a lot of fun, great atmosphere, and uh yeah, we'll see uh, what happens here in this one. All right, our betting locks, as we always say in the playoffs, making your betting locks is really a hard thing to do because you know it's just it's just one that you really don't know, you know, because they're playoff games, right? And uh, it's hard to really feel fully confident. But you and I are gonna uh, go in different directions here. I'm gonna go with this one. The Ravens are at the Bengals. The Bengals are seven-point favorites, so favored by a touchdown in Cincinnati. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson's status, Dylan, I know you'll you'll talk about in a second, doesn't seem uh, great for this game, and I just think the Ravens without Lamar Jackson against the Bengals on the road, you know, in the playoffs with a Bengals team that, again, I know these two just met, right? But I just – I don't know. I think the Bengals – and Dylan's typing this up as I'm saying it. The number <laughs> is, has moved to eight. Uh, so assuming I think Lamar's out, I'm still going to take it. I just think the Bengals are the are just a better team. They're at home. They've got the momentum. And there were some hard choices to make because, like we said, right, it's it's the playoffs. And you've only got so many games to choose from. It's not like we have 14 to pick from here. This looked like the best of the bunch to me, although we're going to talk about one in a minute that maybe I should have considered. But I'll take the Bengals, whether it's seven or eights, I'll take them at home against the Ravens, my betting lot
1: It's a shame, because if Lamar... Well, we'll see. Maybe Lamar will be able to play, um, no. even though the indications are that he won't. But you know, if he was for sure, if he's fully healthy, I mean, this could have been the game of the week. These two teams yeah. ranking higher in DVOA, Cincinnati fifth overall, Baltimore at seventh. I, but I just, and the thing is that it is an equalizer to an extent. The Ravens defense, as we've talked about, since they've got Roquan, since they've gotten healthier, things have kind of come together overall for that unit. Um, they're not the reason they lost that game to Pittsburgh um, a couple of weeks ago. They did their job. Um, it's just been a struggle, obviously, in offense, especially if Huntley can't go. I mean, then it's just goes so slanted to Cincinnati. I would have picked the Bengals to win regardless, though, just because as we've talked about a number of times this podcast, I think the team's more complete than they were last year. I think they have, uh, you know, even with the injury to Lale Collins, their offensive line and, and Alex Kappa got a little banged up. See about his availability, but Their offensive line still has held up better. Uh, Joe's also been able to manage things better, and they've just had the answers to what, you know, teams kind of figured out a way to defend them. You saw even early in the season, they lose a couple games quickly, barely, but quickly with a lot of turnovers. And since then, I mean, Joe's just been just cool Joe, as as we know him, Um, just absolutely dominant with all these weapons that they have. And assuming all those guys are healthy and good to go, I would have picked them regardless. And yeah, Cincinnati's defense also, Performing and statistically better, um, at least with the DVOA numbers, than last season. They're just you know, they're right in that top five, six teams in the NFL uh, that you you consider a Super Bowl contender. That um, you know, for a few minutes there in the game against Buffalo, we saw their offense moving the ball in the first drive. Um, just oh, and obviously they beat the Chiefs. They're a team that just seems to rise to the occasion. So it's going to be a challenge against that that Ravens team is going to be coming out hard on defense, especially. But the Bengals are too good, and I I would agree. I would if I was betting on the spread for sure. I would go with Cincinnati to cover even with the eight points, especially with even if Lamar does play. What is his? You know he's been out however many weeks. What is that going to look like? The lack of, you know, receiving weapons that you, we've people have asked for years for Baltimore to provide for Lamar. It's just, it's a tough matchup, and I, I think the Bengals are going to end up uh, taking this one as a result.
0: All right, to your betting lock, uh, we go to the other conference, the NFC, Has the Seahawks, uh, who, as we know, got into the playoffs in dramatic fashion. In week eighteen, they head to San Francisco to play the Niners. The Niners are double digit favorites here, ten point favorites at home. Um didn't really think twice about this one, Dylan. This is another one that I you know, if you're saying confidence level, you know, if you're doing a putting a number on the confidence level in all these games, this will probably be in my top two, uh, or three, maybe, uh, beyond another game we'll we'll discuss in a minute. But I, I don't have a lot of doubt about this one. I just think the Niners, we said, um, you know, how far do the Niners get? I uh, certainly have a lot to work with here on both sides of the ball. I mean, again, you know, it's just that the Niners are where they are and the Seahawks got into the playoffs, which, let's be honest, we we would not have called that going into the season. But, you know, Smith um, has a, you know, remarkable year. And I just think it's a tougher tougher scenario going on the road here in the playoffs against the Niners. And so, yeah, I, I take the Niners here and not really thinking too much about it. So,
1: yeah, I don't think they're going to be overlooking uh, Seattle like they almost did with the Raiders. Um, basically, yeah. the last like half of the season, the Niners have just blown out everybody for the most part. Seattle, honestly, is the team that kept them the closest uh, on that one Thursday night game, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Um, early in the season, San Francisco Cruz but I, yeah, I, you know, there was part of me that was, you know, I was excited for the Lions, as we've kind of talked about in the last episode, but was more maybe more curious to see what Green Bay could do given how Green Bay had risen up. Um, I think Seattle still, you know, on defense uh, has done some things all right. But, man, San Francisco is just a buzzsaw right now on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, they're passing the ball insanely well, given with, with Brock Purdy in there and all the weapons they have. Even with guys out, it hasn't really mattered at, at all at uh, certain points. Just the scheme, the, the line that they have, Purdy going through the progressions, like as if he's been around for longer than five, six games. Um, it's crazy, uh, but it is what it is. And then it's really also just comes down to the other side. Their defense is smothering. Um, there's just no room for error, really, at any point. So I, yeah, you know, I'm sure Seattle will come in and, and give them a good fight. Uh, all the, the odds keep moving in my favor here, man. Nine and a half now oh, on FanDuel. Uh, yeah. I'll take it at ten when I put it in here. <laughs> Eight and a half now for your Bengals, but I'll, uh, I'll take the
0: seven for the Bengals if that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll use that. So yeah,
1: we can use the first one. But no, I just. I'm still excited to see what this game looks like. I, I'm curious what the weather forecast is. We've had so much rain in California, and um, even if there's not, if it's not raining on that day, there's a chance it's a pretty soggy field in Santa Clara. It looks like it's just supposed to be partly cloudy in the mid-50s, so hopefully pretty good conditions. I don't know if that would really help. You, you think with all the skill guys the Niners have, that would maybe help the Seahawks, but really with their defense, I don't know. It's just it's going to be even tougher yeah. going against them. I just see this team coming out – fires firing on all cylinders um i think the niners are just going to end up kind of making a statement about who they are and who we know they are um with a with a big win and i yeah at least by 10 i would predict um i'm get i'm but i'm thinking it's more of a two touchdown game here in san
0: francisco yeah weather it's a good good thing you brought that up talking about the games here it looks like jacksonville um that game is saturday night is that right dylan yep um so saturday night it'll be cold it's gonna be cold in jacksonville uh, low in the 30s, so um, oh, wow. that's worth noting there. San Francisco, as you said, some rain, possibly Cincinnati. Uh, looks sunny, so those are kind of the, the first ones here uh, for that. Yeah, it feels like the Niners are in a good spot to win this one. All right, now to the time. We get to our upsets of the week, uh, and yes, we always have to pick one of these, so even if we may not love it, we're going to have to love these because um, we're going to go into these upsets, and they happen to both come from the NFC. So, Dylan, I eliminated my Chargers earlier um, for one half of my Super Bowl pick. I couldn't do that again. So, I'm kind of – what I'm doing here is I almost either – I was either going to go all in on picking the Chargers and my Super Bowl representative uh, as the winner that I picked to to start the season, or I was just going to eliminate them both. I initially eliminated them both, but then I decided to flip, and I almost think now, like, maybe I should have swapped which ones I picked here um, and just kept – you know, I I don't know, I just taken this team out and kept the Chargers. But instead, the Cowboys are two and a half point favorites on the road against Tampa Tom and the Buccaneers. And for some reason, Dylan, I, I cannot let my Super Bowl pick go just yet, despite the Bengals excuse me, despite the the Bucks just being downright not great for most of the season, finishing as the division champion at eight and nine. <laughs> not looking like a Super Bowl team whatsoever. I've done this before. You remember when I was on the Bucks train a couple of years ago, and I'm like, they're going to find a way to win this thing, and they did. This is a completely different team. Don't ask me why I'm doing this, but I'm just not ready to let go of my Super Bowl <laughs> pick just yet. And it's the Cowboys, which that may upset some people, but Dylan, we've seen this before. Um when it comes to the Cowboys losing games, perhaps you think they're supposed to win in this spot. And I am going to somehow, some way, pick the Bucs here in this one. I don't feel great about it, but again, we've got to pick some upsets somewhere. I picked the Jags to beat the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Bucks over the Cowboys just because I think it would be, not that I would enjoy it, but like we've seen the Cowboy meltdowns before when they yeah. lose games like this. Just as I said with the Chargers, Jags, I honestly think that Dallas is the better team. Clearly, look at the record would tell you that. But oh man, until I just I see this thing play out in another way, I'm gonna take a chance and I'm gonna pick the box here.
1: Yeah, vibes are shaky after that Week 18 performance Mm. by Dallas. I know that they probably Mm. assumed with the Giants having nothing to play for that the Eagles would win. So you're kind of that mindset's a little thrown off of like, yeah, we're playing to try to get the division and even possibly a buy, but San Francisco going to lose to Arizona. Like there were just a, a few things that I, I don't necessarily take too much into account look, there. Dylan, whereas it's I
0: think two and a half, I mean, this number's two and a half. Like it's a 12 and five team against the an eight and nine team. It's yeah. like two and a half. Like it's, it's, it's the Tom
1: Brady factor. It's the Cowboys, yeah. uh, lack of mystique recently, like you're saying where they have a tendency to, to kind of blow it in these situations, I'm picking the Cowboys because I just think they're a better team. I'm still sticking with them having a performance that we haven't seen um, maybe in a little while. Uh, I'm trying to think if Dax even want to play one. I think he's won one playoff game um, uh, to, in 2018 because they, they lose they lost to the Rams the divisional round, so they had to have gotten there through that. But otherwise, uh, just some clunker, uh, clunky games that could have gone either way, right? Like they, they've had some heartbreakers last year, obviously with the not being able to, to spike the ball at the end with to have one more mm-hmm. chance at the end zone, a, a number of things that even got to that circumstance. They lost that crazy game to the Packers in the divisional round, uh, I think Dak's rookie year where there's a long pass down the sideline to Jared Cook, the long field goal, and just crazy, crazy things that have happened in these games. They've, they've been right on the cusp. I just think they're too good on defense. I think Tampa Bay's offense has you know, they, they've maybe figured some things out Uh, over the you know the last couple weeks but really at the totality of it all um and you know that's maybe giving too much credit to carolina's defense (laughs) to say that they figured it out by putting up 31 or whatever in that game i this is a whole different unit that they're facing in dallas and yes there maybe are some things they can exploit but they defend the you know i don't think tampa's gonna be able to run the ball against this unit tampa hasn't run the ball really well at all all season um uh, the 30th and run offense dvoa so dallas can sit back kind of know they're going to pass and the line hasn't been as as consistent as we know in years past there's a reason that tampa yeah sitting with that 8-9 record could have been 9-8 and if they had to play their starters last week but still dallas is clearly in my mind the third best team in the nfc behind the eagles and the um and the niners in some order probably would put the niners maybe potentially at number one right now but um I just think they're a significantly better football team, and that's why I picked them. It goes it kind of that simple. But, yeah, I understand from yeah. the Cowboys' point of view, our fan base point of view, why you'd have some concern, why there is concern. It's not like the offense has been perfect this year. Um, but, you know, the numbers outside of Week 18 uh, for Dak, since he came back from – i think dallas was like before week eight from week whatever six seven whenever he came back through week 17 they were first in scoring or second in scoring uh the offense efficiency numbers were ridiculous on both running and throwing so i think they'll be okay <laughs> i think they're gonna find a way uh their dvoa numbers are, are dragged down a bit by by those games that Dak was out early in the year and week one and it's just a it's just a drastically different tampa team than it's been in years past um all those things said though, just watch it kind of be neck and neck. We're going to be like 13 to 10 late in the fourth quarter. It, it I if that's the formula I think for Tampa. Um I think if there's points being scored in this game, I think it's Dallas that's going to
0: end up pulling away. Definitely you know this by now. Tom Brady's never retiring and this is going to be another <laughs> game that just extends his career again. And I don't know. I'm yeah, I, look, I I, don't, I think the Bucks. What is it? Uh, ESPN's FPI has the Bucks with a two point seven percent chance to make the Super Bowl. So my Super Bowl pick is not happening. But um, I don't know why. I just get a sense that this is we could the Cowboys may be in that spot again, and I I think they're the better team. And honestly, for the sake of the playoffs, I think the Cowboys. It'd be great if the Cowboys can win this game because I just feel like they're yep. more of a a challenge for the next you know round and opponent. Uh, than the Bucks, but uh, as we said, we we got to pick some upsets somewhere, and I'll pick the I'll pick the Bucks here. Um, so clearly, Dylan, I'm I'm anti NFC East with our picks because the next pick for you, you're upset. The Giants are at the Vikings. Vikings are three point favorites in this one. and You're going with the Giants as your upset of the week. I want to stick with the Vikings here. Uh, but this is another one that I think again three point spread. Um, you know, if you look at the Vikings, we we know kind of all the numbers and. Everybody talking about the Vikings this season and just kind of, you know, some people certainly looking at them and not feeling like that they are a team, perhaps strength-wise, that matches the record. And uh, meanwhile, you know, the Giants, it's not always been pretty, but they have managed to get it done to get to this point. And so I'd be surprised just like with the Bucks and Cowboys, although I think that one has a chance of getting out of hand, as you said, if the Cowboys really bring it. This one, I think, stays close. No matter what, I just I'm kind of and that's why maybe this is the better choice because I think there's a better chance perhaps this one stays closer. Um, just given what we see from these teams, and again, what do we talk about the Giants all year long? Dylan, the you know, my phrase good teams win, great teams cover. The <laughs> Vikings may be 13 and four on the season, but the Giants are 13 and four against the spread. So if you're just looking to bet the spread, Giants seem like a good pick, but you're going to go all the way and pick them to win in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I might as well just go uh, the distance on this one, given it's only a few <laughs> points. And how close yeah. they were to beating Minnesota just a few weeks ago. That yeah, game was actually a pretty fun one. I think that was a 61-yard field goal that Greg Joseph hit to deliver the win for Minnesota. It's kind of the story of the Viking season. Um, this game had, like sneaky game of the week potential. Not because I think these are the best yeah. teams. They are, in fact, easily the two worst teams, DVOA-wise, like not even close, um, that are in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, the Vikings, are, I don't know the details. Aaron Schatz, I'm sure, at, at Football Outsider just tweeted out like some of the details and he has in the past about Minnesota and how historic it is for a team to be that low with this record. Their expected wins this season uh-huh. were 63 they have 13 as you <laughs> mentioned. So it's like in and yeah. the the Giants are only 21st in total DVOA. They're so six spots above the 27th ranked Vikings. Their expected wins are only uh 7.2. So you're talking about two teams that have Done great with what they've given. They've they've won close games. It's not like Minnesota hasn't beat good teams. They beat the Bills. Uh, it was a create. You know, it took mm-hmm. Josh Allen fumbling a snap to make that happen. But uh, they were right there in it regardless. Um, they they seem to play up to their competition they, uh, when it's a, a solid opponent. They seem to play down to other teams. Um, and the Giants, like you said, it's two, it's two teams that have found ways to win throughout the year. I do have concerns about the Giants' defenses. I have throughout the season. I, I still think they're. I think they're moving in the right direction as we've talked about. No matter what happens this year with dable uh in charge it just feels like they have the right leadership to kind of keep this thing going and um and seeing what they're going to do uh, moving forward i think they're just some pieces on defense away from making it work it's not like minnesota's defense is that scary either though it's uh, a team that uh, you know they're 26th in pass defense defensively 19th against the run maybe that lines up a, a little bit better given that the giants are a team that's going to want to run the football whether it be with daniel jones or the running backs uh flip side though giants defense the worst against the run in the league um and i know that <laughs> minnesota hasn't been perfect but they still have uh you know some solid running backs the offensive line again not perfect but they are 13 and 4 so i, I don't blame you know i could have it's a coin flip game for me either way i i mentioned to you before we started recording this is selfishly me wanting um the matchups to play out a little bit differently in the next round i'm intrigued by what you know the giants did earlier in the year against the eagles um uh, and they they lost uh, that uh, both cases. But obviously, weren't playing anyone in week 18, but even the first game was kind of close. I think they're just a, kind of an interesting matchup there, and be, I just want a Dallas Niners uh, playoff game obviously so that's kind of my, my picks are a little biased by what I'm hoping happens I guess N- nothing against Minnesota I would be very happy for the Vikings and their fan base and everything they've gone through for them to make a deep playoff run um, and I hope you know if they do win this game that they would uh, give San Francisco a good shot in the next round but I'm, I'm going to side with the Giants in a close one I think it just comes down to um it's probably going to be over to wins win the turnover battle honestly because these teams otherwise are fairly in my mind evenly matched with the way they played earlier in this year and i don't think it's going to be a whole lot different in this one
0: well with our picks i'm clearly looking for more chaos than you because i i picked two upsets i think you picked one here with the Just giants one, yeah. and the vikings um however our final game neither of us are gonna no. expect chaos in this one as uh our quick pick section uh again <laughs> is made up of one game and that is the Dolphins at the Bills. Uh the Bills are 13 and a half point favorites in this one, Dylan. I would not be surprised in all honesty if that number continues to go up. I don't think it'll get to 15 or anything like that, but I just think that it's very clear for a lot of people um the Bills the favorites probably coming into this thing and I think now and you know, we're not going to disregard the Chiefs as the the top overall seed, but I think when you look at again, the events of the past couple weeks, and I I think there are a lot of people rooting for the Bills. The Dolphins will not be rooting for the Bills. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, look, no Tua officially. He will not play in this game. Skyler Thompson steps in for the Dolphins. It's just a different offense, as we know. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, they're on the road in Buffalo, going to be rocking. I just – there's no way you're picking against the Bills. um, And in all honesty, like I said, I – I even entertained the thought of making this my betting lock. I just don't know how the Dolphins are able to to make this much of a game, um, given who is on the field and who is not on the field, uh, especially on the Dolphins' side.
1: Yeah, the offense with Skylar Thompson has left a lot to be desired. Even with the talented players that they do have, there's only so much that um, has worked for them. And yeah, against this Buffalo defense in the conditions, and it's and you know obviously Tua's safety is the most important thing here. Um, can't rush him back from a concussion. It's not how it works it's you know you can still believe that and also be disappointed just given how good that matchup was on that Saturday night game that Tua did play in in Buffalo and how back and forth their first matchup of the year went uh, with the Dolphins winning that one i mean they had, they had two of the best games of the regular season probably two of, you know wherever you rank them top 10 top 20 whatever it is just fantastic football and now um <laughs> it's just a little bit interesting to think about what's going to happen with Miami, they do not match up as a defense. They're, they're better against the run than the pass, um, as we know. The Bills.
0: Let, let me give you this real quick, <laughs> and you can take this wherever you want to. So, if you're just looking at the main categories, right? I, yeah. just, I had to look this up to compare the two teams. Points per game, Bills in favor of the Bills. Yards gained, Bills. Yards allowed, Bills. Time of possession, Bills. Red zone percentage, Bills. Kicking percentage, Bills. Penalties, Bills. I mean... The Bills have the advantage in every large statistical category here. So that also doesn't help if you're the Dolphins.
1: So. No. I mean, and they, like, with two in that offense, they were at least probably comparable enough there. And that was kind of why they stayed in those games. They were able to still put up points against Buffalo. Um, without him, it's not going to happen, uh, as we've seen. So it's, it, yeah, this is the most lopsided playoff game here i honestly maybe should have switched my lock to this um espn's football power index has this as a 96.3 percent win for buffalo that is like the i think it's the highest i've seen all year let alone a playoff game um that's obviously taking into account that Tua was ruled out on wednesday so um yeah man i wanted to be excited for this one but i'll be watching but there's a chance that buffalo just pulls away pretty early in this one um if any, the only way that you know, if Miami's able to stand it, they probably have to force turnovers. They probably have to do something on that side of the football because, as we saw, um, uh, the, the other side against a good Jets defense, and now facing a likely even better Bills defense. It's not going to look pretty. Um, it's gonna—they're going to struggle to score points, and stopping Josh Allen is a big task, as we know. So, I would—I would, I would pr- be pretty confident that we're going to see that Bills-Bengals uh, rematch in the next round. I, both games, given that with Lamar and Tua both not playing, you know, games that potentially when you looked at the playoff field looked really fun, and still uh, could be, um, in at least the Baltimore-Cincinnati one. But uh, now, I feel pretty good about those two teams moving forward and facing each other in, in the divisional
0: round. Yeah, it's really a shame that the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals like not somehow all you know just give me like a has there been like a just a a three-way football game like so just somehow like play it out that way because again knowing that one of those teams will be eliminated before the championship round, but that it's kind of fun though because again that that tells you kind of where, I mean again the Chiefs are where they are the Bills have gotten where they've gotten to the Bengals get to the Super Bowl they're clearly building something. Like it's kind of fun now, where it's. I feel like there were some years there where like you had, you know, it was kind of mixing and matching some teams. Yeah. Maybe didn't have the consistency, but now that you do have, like, it feels like these three teams. We're not knocking anybody else, but these three teams again. Man, knowing one of them will not be in the championship game of you know the AFC, it's just there's going to be a really good team that's not going to be in there, and um. So yeah, that's just that kind of is the state of there, where things. Let me ask chance, you this real quick. Yeah. We'll have some fun. I mean. Let me ask you. And of course, we we know like logistically what if the Patriots or the Steelers were in this game against the Bills, would, would the point spread be lower?
1: Uh, I think it would be lower, but not by much. Um, I'd say Patriots yeah. would be I'm like minus eleven. Yeah. Pittsburgh maybe like ten and a half or something. I was something. gonna say yeah.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I think I don't know. I feel like the Patriots maybe would be the lowest just because of the defense. But I yeah they did just play well know.
1: last week. Yeah,
0: so I, I feel like that would probably be. The team with the lowest, but you know, that's what we're saying. With, here's the, here's a better question. With Tua, like what I don't know. It it's de it's different, right? But in all honesty, I still think the Bills would be a double digit favorite. Um, maybe nine and a half or ten. Like, I maybe. still feel like they would be they, you know, I I don't they know. They played each
1: other so. tough again. I, I mean I, I think that spread for that Saturday night game, I'd have to go back and look, but I thought it was like six and a half, seven. I think that's maybe, maybe it was, where it would yeah. end up being. Just um, you'd think, it, yeah, with the conditions and Buffalo and their defense, they are significantly better in, like, the overall rankings, but that offense for Miami is so explosive, um, and they did have an ability against Buffalo's secondary to make some plays, so with Tua... Yeah. Yeah, that that spread significantly drops. I believe it's just crazy how you know that's the that's the position, that's the nature of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, from what you were saying about the the three teams at the top, I mean, there's a chance within a year or two, it's those three teams plus who knows if the Chargers keep building up under Herbert or the like. We're talking about the Jags and even Miami with yeah. Tua. There's a chance we have like four, you know, one more juggernaut that joins this group, yeah. and then it's just brutal considering as we I mean, we've talked about this a number of times that you look at the NFC uh you know quarterbacking uh and not just in these playoffs but overall and all the it seems like every year the, the the team that gets the number one pick against a really good young guy is the afc maybe justin fields changes that narrative pretty soon uh with the bears um and some of the other players we have there but it's just such a dichotomy between the two it's, it's striking man brock Purdy would like yeah. to have a word i guess at this moment as well jalen hurts as well,
0: well and, and look <laughs> if, if we're looking ahead right i mean Packers didn't make the playoffs, but we know that uncertainty with Aaron Rodgers. Where does he go? Bucks, you're going to assume they're not going to have Tom Brady next season. So, like, you factor that in. Um, So, yeah, like, things become a lot more unpredictable on the NFC side. Whereas, again, with the AFC, I mean, I think it's like as long as the nucleus is in place for the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals, and like you said, maybe the Chargers get there if they make a run in the playoffs this season, um, you know, going into next season. But, they're not going anywhere <laughs> like it's just not going to happen and you know I think you could put the Ravens like if Lamar comes back healthy next season and you know he, he goes back there and you know the Ravens are back there in that same mix probably again just given the the, the structure of the defense and yeah like it just um and, and I don't look and I don't think you can discount the Dolphins like if the Dolphins get to it back healthy and you know like we said they were kind of cruising along a little bit but they've got some gaps they've got to fill in the off season and um, so yeah, it, the dynamic has gotten really interesting on both sides. So that should set up for an interesting uh, wild card weekend here, uh, with some very interesting games on tap. As we said, uh, of course, Dylan uh, have it all covered over Clutch Points. Uh, everything you need, previews, uh, you know, recaps. It'll all be there. So everybody know where they can find all that. You can
1: follow all the uh, playoff games in the Clutch Points app. Uh, lots of news coverage in there as well. We'll have betting predictions for every game, bold predictions on um, every for every team, X factors for every team. All that good stuff will be in the NFL section of the app as well as NFL section of uh, ClutchPoints.com. Any news updates, injury stuff will be following all along. Um, obviously, if you're not a fan of these teams, tons of coverage. we got lots of uh, looking at early free agent targets, uh, looking at – possible trades ahead of the draft and ahead of free agency uh, for all the teams that are eliminated so all that good stuff will be available on our site as well pretty
0: soon yep check it out there and as always uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use, search for establish the past thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time here on the establish the past podcast